Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Right. Ooh, baby, can't hide that money in Chateau de Florio. Just big cars, quiet. big houses, woo, big everything. You <laughs> big <Stop>. barns. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to Big Ben. Okay, Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben. You're so easily distracted. I mean, you're like a dog. I you am. just pull out a different toy, and you're on a completely different topic, <laughs> I, I which am. is which is very useful at times. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's funny. That looks a lot like uh, good doggy. Barnes. Barnes. Barnes in better shape than that, though. Uh, yeah. I. I. You, um. I, I'll tell you a quick story. Quick story. Uh, completely unplanned. Um. I, I've. I, I. I. This is my original wedding ring. Ring from when we were married, August 26, 1994. I have another one that my wife got me for Father's Day, like after my son was born. So I have two. Right. And I'll. I'll but the other one is just more comfortable. It fits better. It's it's lighter. And I, I wear that one all the time. And I just keep this one around in the event that I can't find the other one. So at some point over the course of the last week, the other one has gone missing. And I think my dog ate it. So I'm... I have I have reason to believe my dog ate it. I have a reason to believe I left it in a spot where my dog got to it and ate it. So... I have been procrastinating the duty, pun intended, of walking around in the backyard with a stick and poking through things to see if there's anything gold and shiny lurking in those things. Wait, let me, let me make it sure I get this straight here because I was typing things into the computer. What? My dog ate my ring and I have to go ring. look through okay, her poop. That's right I have to go look through her poop to see if it's in there. Whoa, whoa. How many days ago do you think this might have happened? Five days ago. Five days. And you still haven't Maybe found four. it? Have you? Have, I, I would think I've, it would be out as by I now. As I was saying, I've been procrastinating oh. the duty of going through her duty oh. to look for my ring. Oh. I think I'll just get a metal detector and wait a week or two and just do that. Wow. Instead of taking a stick wow. and performing surgery on that stuff. Oh, that's, okay. That's I I'm hope saying. you know the general area. I hope she didn't have that one random, you know, on the right side of the corner of the property that you don't know yeah. about it. You know, you should you should have been followed. That's very lackadaisical of you. I mean, well, obviously your marriage just isn't as important as, as mine is. So I, I would have been there. I have I have my this is this, this is, is the primary. The plan I have B. the primary. Yeah. So it's I have the, the other primary. One. The plan B is the one that went. And what, what it, that one's for my yeah. own comfort. It's lighter and it fits better. I That's I've what I was saying it. when you were. I know, not, not really listening attention. to you. I know. Sorry, I was getting ready and getting all my tabs up for my information here. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh oh, that's that's problem. So I don't know. You you might be stuck there. You're not. You're not gonna find it. You're, it's over. It's over. It's. It, she didn't Isn't probably it even funny? eat it. You probably just knocked it off a table and it's no. somewhere where you don't well, know. No, I think I think she ate it. Anyway, uh, isn't it funny how dogs are so particular about where they do that awful thing? Like she'll, she, it's like she's landing a plane. Really, and they walk really? around and they yeah, and they you. and they circle. Really? She circles. Really? Does your dog circle? 
I, I don't like know what she, you're talking about. Let's move on and talk circles. about football, okay? I don't care. Yeah, yeah, they circle. And then right, right. Drops yes. the landing. Gear. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> here we go. NFC East offseason storylines. Speaking of smelly, foul things, the NFC East. Hello. No one was over 500. No one was at 500 last year. Uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because they're front and center. Tomorrow is the deadline for application of the franchise tag the widespread belief is that if the Cowboys and Dak Prescott don't get a long-term deal done they will apply the tag for the second straight year at the price of 37.68 million dollars and Chris I explained this last week I can't remember whether it was a Sims day or whether it was Friday and you were in your hammock yada yada Dak's got a hell of a bird in the hand 37.68 million Plus, whatever happens next year, transition tag, 45 million, franchise tag, 54 million, open market, whatever someone will pay. That's here. So to get him to take this long-term deal, they better make something that's as good as that, bird in hand, and I don't know they're going to be able to get it done. All these years of them trying to get him to do them a favor, do you think all of a sudden he's going to do them a favor? I don't. I think he's getting tagged, and I think that, that this could be his last year with the Cowboys because they have refused and they have failed to to give him the offer that his leverage dictates. They want to pay him based on other things. He wants to get paid based on his leverage, and his leverage is tremendous this year. It definitely is. It's tremendous. With the crappy defense that they got, right? I mean, the running game is not the force it was when he started as a rookie and went 13-3 and and did all those great things that year, Right that's not around anymore. I mean, really, the the crown jewel of the football team is the passing game. And yet, you know, the quarterback, the quarterback and what we saw is very important to that. And Dak Prescott's really damn good at it. And he's got all the physical abilities to take advantage of all the things all those receivers can do on that football team. There's no throw he can't make. You know, there's no really systematic thing you can't do with Dak Prescott in the pocket, play action, on the run, you know, read options, all of those things. Like, where, what is the deal here? I don't know what the deal is, okay? I really don't. I don't get it with Dak Prescott. I mean, wh- wh- how much money is he asking on an average year-to-year salary basis right now? I mean, none of that's out now. I remember last year, I know it was four years versus five. Years. I know. And here, here's here's so what, 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 I'm, what I'm basically saying uh, is just I don't it. understand where Dallas just well, why can't you give them thirty seven million dollars a year at this point or something like that or just north of I, that, that, is that not good enough at well, this point? Well, here, uh, Chris, right? ask yourself this. Yeah. Ask yourself this. Right. If you know you're going to make thirty seven point six eight million this year, fully guaranteed, right. and next year you're getting forty five or fifty four or open market. Is a multi-year contract with an average of thirty-seven point six eight million good enough to get you to say, "I'll do that," or "Nah, I'll do this"? Because I know I'm getting thirty-seven point six eight this year. Next year, I may get more. I don't know. Now you're still carrying some risk, but then the question becomes: You do a five-year deal with an average of thirty-seven point six eight million, or a four-year deal? How much of that's guaranteed? See, that's part of where you got to get down into the weeds of this Definitely. and really compare. What the Cowboys would offer versus 37 known, either 45, 54, or open market next year. And you don't get this far down the Kirk Cousins path and stop. That's the other side of it. Look at what he's done. Look at the risks he's taken. He's bet on himself. He's carried the injury risk. And he suffered a serious injury last year. And he's still on the brink of $37.68 million. They still want him there. They just don't want to pay him. So they don't want to pay him what his leverage would dictate. They want him to give up some of his leverage as a favor to people who own businesses for which they never do favor. Have they? Do you think Jerry Jones is doing anyone any favors no, when he has business not. leverage over someone? Do you think he ever does someone a favor? Do you think he pushes it to the limit? That's how you get and that's how you build an empire. And they're in the rare position of being the ones who's kahunas as you would say are being squeezed well, and Mike. they they want they want Dak 
to stop squeezing, yeah. even though they would never stop squeezing anyone ever. Well, y- yes. Okay. So there's there, I, there's a lot of things. First off, I, I, we need to go back and look at like, was there? Do you remember any issues ever with Tony Romo getting a new contract or him being paid like a top quarterback in football? Like he I, did, but he he took less. He my my theory on Tony Romo is is undrafted. Yeah. I remember his first contract. Right. I thought, what in the hell is he doing? It's the I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. But after and the that, irony is he's now making 18 million a year to talk about football. But but no, he was never he never pushed for top dollar. Never 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 pushed for top dollar. But I think that's how you're wired when you're an undrafted guy. When you're when you're and and Dak's kind of in the middle. But the highly drafted guys are wired to always push for the top dollar. The undrafted guys, I think it's easier to put the Kavorka on them to get them to just take whatever they can get because they shouldn't – in their mind, I shouldn't have gotten anything yeah, I already won you. the lottery just being here. Right. Well, I mean, that, that I just uh, I just can't believe we're still at this point, I guess, is what I'm saying. I really can't. You know, the guy's a top 10 They've lowballed him for three years. They've lowballed him. I know him. they've lowballed him. They waited, them. they procrastinated, and they've lowballed him. No, no doubt. Now, like, the, the thing you come back to here, like you talked about, there's still risk here for Dak Prescott. Yeah, I know we can make the Kirk Cousins comparison and all that, but he did break his ankle this year. And when you hurt an ankle and have an injury like that, hey, listen, who knows? We've seen a lot of times in guys in the history of football, one injury happens, and now it starts to be other injuries, right? You know, all of a sudden now it's always it's a knee this year. Oh, whatever. It, so that always would be a scare to me. That's what we're talking about, the risk factor, at least for Dak Prescott. You know, you could tear an ACL. You could, you know, tear a labrum on your throwing shoulder, and it could be a totally different game. Do you really want to take that that gamble? To me, that's still a big gamble, especially if, like you said, and it goes really back to the guaranteed money on the table. So where, okay, yeah, if you played the franchise game and did all of that, maybe you could totally maximize. But are we kidding me right now that the Dallas Cab- Cowboys can't get a deal done with guaranteed money that makes sense for both sides and makes him feel good and is the right average no, type of they can't. I, I just I they don't understand. You know it. why? Because they keep waiting, and every time that it gets delayed, the price goes up, and they refuse to acknowledge that. They still think they can throw an arm around Dak Prescott and talk him into seeing it their way, and they are going to keep waiting and they keep hoping he's going to roll out of bed one day and they got today and tomorrow before the franchise tag gets applied and he's going to say okay I get it I understand I'll do what you want I mean if they have to apply that franchise tag they are going into the new league year where the salary cap is going to be 182 183 million with 37.6 million of it devoted to Dak Prescott they they can't do that well the only way to avoid it is to shrink the cap number by giving him a contract that is strong enough to get him to say, I will release what I have in my left hand, 37.68, plus whatever happens in 2022, and however it plays out, it's likely going to be good for me. And even if he has injury issues this year, even if he's not attractive on the open market next year, he's got plenty of money in the bank. And he, he hey, I, I, I rolled the dice. I made the business decision. I opted for this path, and I'll live with whatever the consequences are. And he's always been that way. He'll live with the consequences of taking that route. Okay. Well, listen, I, I don't know what to say. What, what we don't know is really what's being asked. I, we've never really known. You know, we, we don't know exactly. It, one little thing came out last week. Yeah. I saw somebody suggest that, Pat, uh, that Dak Prescott wants Patrick Mahomes' money. And in a way, you can so argue it mean? is. Beca- well, well, new money average – for Patrick Mahomes is forty five million. Value at signing yeah. is thirty nine million. Right. Thirty nine million, which isn't much more than thirty seven point six eight. So that but this is a way to try to do the PR thing with Dak Prescott because they want, by leaking it in that characterization, they want people to say, Who does Dak Prescott think he is? He's not Patrick Mahomes. The Giants did that to Eli Manning several years ago when his franchise tag would have made him the highest-paid player in football if he had played under his franchise tag. He's negotiating based under his franchise tag. The Giants leaked to media members. Eli Manning wants to be the highest-paid player in football. That freaked him out and got him to take less than what his leverage would have gotten him because that's how he's wired. It's not going to work on Dak Prescott. He's not going to blink in the face of that. Bottom line is, yeah, 
37.68. It's almost as much per year as Patrick Mahomes is making. I didn't make the rules. Look, this all traces back to the Cowboys using the franchise tag last year to keep him off the open market. Nobody knows what he's worth because the Cowboys have put an impediment in his place to finding out. And that impediment this year is going to cost $37.68 million. There's an easy way to find out what he's worth. Don't tag him. Don't tag him and let's see what someone will pay him. That's their other alternative, yeah. and no one has suggested they're even thinking about doing that. But maybe that's what they should do. Well, I, I don't know what they're—I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. But I, I would think that they could come to some sort of an agreement or something that would be able to get it done at you know thirty-seven and a half million dollar average going forward or something. I understand. So what's the thirty-seven plus you know fifty-four? What are we going to get to? Ninety-one million there? Is that what we're talking about? They're not going to franchise tag him next year. No, of course they not. They won't do that. So is the that what Dak Prescott's asking tag. for in, in guaranteed at signing money? Is that what he's asking for? Because that's a whole lot more than anybody else in football. So that's that's not realistic. So can't they find a common ground with also give him, you know, you know, the guaranteed at signing and then the total guarantee for injury and those type of things too, to where I don't that that's where I'm just I don't right. know the, the specifics of the situation. Back to my original point. Yeah. You got to convince him to say, I will relinquish what I currently have. And what I currently have is 37.68. Yeah. Transition tag next year, franchise tag, or open market. You got to convince me to give that up. And so he's got 37. That's all he's got. What are you going to do? That's all he's got. Well, you know what? I'll stick. I'll I'll stick with this. I'll stick with this path. How much you offer me fully guaranteed? Uh, I'll stick with this path. How much is injury guaranteed? Uh, I'll stick with this path. See, if if I'm Todd France, who represents Dak Prescott, my attitude is I'm perfectly fine with this. And you got to change my mind. Well, what's it going to take? Oh, you got to change my mind. Keep trying. Well, we're not bidding against ourselves. Too bad then. I'll take this path. He's in a unique position that I don't think any player has ever been in where he's got tremendous financial security and great options for next year. And and I, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to put something on the table that I'll accept. And if you don't, then you can pay me $37.68 million this year and uh, I'll hit the market next year. And yeah. if you want to keep me, you're going to have to compete with whoever else is going to try to sign me, whether it's the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Bears, whoever, whoever. Yeah, right. That, that's, if if, and, if and my so, client who plays a physical style of football at quarterback stays healthy, coming off a really bad injury. He's got a $100 injury. million insurance policy. I, yeah, I know, but policy. you know how that works, Mike. I mean, nobody gets yeah. the insurance policy. You, you could be dead well, on a gurney, and they're like, well, he had three <laughs> heartbeats, so we're not going to give him the money. That's how it's it's a bullcrap thing. It, it barely ever happens. The insurance companies fight you to the True death. True career-ending injury. True career-ending injury. Yes, yes. okay. but Career-limiting, good luck getting All I'm saying is I can't believe we can't find – Guaranteed at signing Deshaun Watson right now. He got $73 million. I can't believe we can't find a common ground there to get to that type of number. And then somewhere at the total guaranteed for injury, which is Deshaun Watson at $110 million, which is just north of, you know, people like uh, uh, Carson Wentz and uh, Russell Wilson and people like that. I just can't believe we can't get to that. See, that's where I, oh. and then I go into... It's because the Cowboys don't want to. They don't want to. They that, wanted to take a discount. They wanted to help the team. They want to leave money behind for other guys. That's the that's the the, the Jedi mind trick that they've been playing on these guys for years. I know. How oh, much and you're, less? And you're the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. It's a great honor to be the Cowboys quarterback. You get to make money with all these sponsorship deals. Well, I don't know. Quincy Carter wasn't making a lot of money. Well, you got to be good to make the money as the Cowboys quarterback. Uh, Dak is but good. But on top of that... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, they, look, all their devices and tricks that work on all the other players have not worked on Dak, and I feel like they keep thinking eventually they will. And the longer they wait, the more they're realizing it's not working. That's what's fascinating well, about this, yeah. Chris. This is the guy. This this is the guy that would say to Urban Meyer, "I'm not doing my pro day workout." This is the guy who is pushing the business approach for his best interest for what's right for him to the limit and it's gotten the Cowboys all twisted up that's what I love about it we finally have someone who is a top 10 quarterback not Kirk Cousins who kind of stumbled into it because Washington was too dumb frankly under Bruce Allen to give the guy a fair offer and keep him around they didn't realize that well just take 20 million then 24 million that's what the tag was those two years and walk away this is a guy who is deliberately and strategically 
standing in the face of two extremely rich, powerful, and persuasive owners, Jerry and Stephen Jones, and saying, no, I'm not doing what you want me to do. I love that aspect of it. Well, I, I, I do, too. I respect it. I do. I think what we're really basically getting down to here is this. It's plain and simple. I mean, what, with the more I, you just you get to this, because when you really look at, you know, some of the numbers they might have to meet or whatever, I mean, whether it's Deshaun Watson or close to it or just north of Carson Wentz, which, of course, you know, he deserves more than Carson Wentz at this point. I I just the more I look at it, the more I go. I just don't think Dallas obviously thinks Dak Prescott is all that. that. That's what it's starting to look like, at least from the outside looking in, that they don't think he's you know top five. Then don't tag eight. him. Then don't tag him. I don't give him thirty seven point six eight million. Well, they'll uh, do it. They're not ready to do that. Thirty seven. They must be good with that. I don't know, but it, obviously there's something with the guaranteed money at signing or total guaranteed for injury that they're not happy with. I don't really understand it. I don't. I mean, I would think a Jared Goff type deal would be very easily done, right? I, I, I don't know what the issue is. $57 million guaranteed at signing. Of course, he's not going to take that. He wants more than that. Right. It's 110 right. guaranteed at signing, all of that. We can't get somewhere around there and just north and get the guaranteed at signing up more. You know, that, that to me, and going forward, those aren't big numbers to where three, two years down the road, we're not going to look at it and go, oh, this is some crazy, stupid contract. So well, I guess what I'm getting to is it Dallas that just doesn't think he's that great or is Dak Prescott asking for you know, Patrick Mahomes' new average money like you talked about, which I, and if that's the 45. case. Yeah. I don't think he wants 45. I, I, I hope not. But but what he wants and what and it's not what he see that's the thing it's not what he wants it's what are they going to do to get him to give up what he has, unlike these players who are typically negotiating long term contracts they're under contract for multiple years Patrick Mahomes had two years left Jared Goff had two years left Carson Wentz had two years left so you're trading in two years where you're not making all that much money you're multiple years away from beginning the process of putting the screws to the team. So what they put on the table looks a hell of a lot better because you've got more, more needles you have to thread before you get to the point where you have the power Dak Prescott currently has. Because he wasn't a first-round pick, because they've already tagged him once, he's five years into his career, he's sitting on a gold mine by way of a franchise tag number, the biggest franchise tag number the NFL has ever seen. That's, you know, hey, Jerry... You, who bought a $250 million yacht within the past couple of years, you have to convince me to turn in my measly 37.68. And, and uh, you know, comparing it to this contract, none of that matters. The quarterback market doesn't matter. What matters is what does it take to get Dak Prescott to give up what he has? 37 he has, average. No one in the NFL has ever had before, and no one in the NFL may ever have it again because it's premised on a team screwing things up enough to let it get to this point. With their current situation and the way it's set up right now, I, I look at it and I think if, the, if if 37 and a half is the average we're looking for going forward, I, I would take that. I don't know that it is. I don't, I don't know. know I don't know is. what it is either. I know. I don't know what it is. So does he want to go north of Deshaun Watson then? Doesn't Deshaun Watson doesn't matter. What matters is I'm making thirty seven point six eight million okay. this year, and I'm going to the market next year. Oh, I I choose that path. Okay, unless you convince me otherwise. Fine, that that's, that's risky. That's the that, that, metric. I know. I, I get that. That's that's extremely risky. So I I don't know where they're at. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know where that's that, that's at. To, totally altogether. I guess if he's asking for crazy past Deshaun Watson money and all of that, yeah, then I would think if I'm Dallas, I might sit there and just. We're going to franchise him now. Hopefully we can continue to talk about him, get him a deal that sits, you know, makes sense for both of us as we go into here and before that July date where you can no longer negotiate long-term deals and you go with it like that. But I, 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 I just I, – I, I understand Dallas too. They're probably looking at it going like, well, Dak, you're really good, but you're also not Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes yet. That, that's, that's not – no, negative Ghost Rider. We're not really – we're not going to go there yet either. So – I, None of that matters. None of that matters. What matters is do they want to keep him okay. for more than this year? All right. And what are you going well, to offer him to get you. him to stay for more than this okay. year? Well, he, and, and, you know, from Dak's perspective, 
this is a this is a product of the system. That where he is right now is a product of the system that was put in place in 1993 and tweaked in 98, 2006, 2011, and last year. This is the system with the franchise tags and free agency and the rookie wage scale. He's drafted in 2016, and he's a fourth-round pick, and he gets peanuts yeah. for four years. Yes. And once he was eligible for a new contract, yes. did they go to him and say, here is all the money that you should have made the last three years plus a lot more. It's fair. It's proper. No, they didn't. No, they, they messed up. They, they should have got him. You're they right. They waited, and they kept waiting, and they kept waiting because they keep hoping he's going to wake up one day and suddenly decide to do them a favor. And they used the franchise tag to keep him off the market last year. They used the highest level of the franchise yeah, tag. Yeah, right. That's why they're at 37.68 this year. They could have done $26 million last year with the door open for someone to sign him to a long-term deal that they don't match, and they get two first-round picks. They went with the Cadillac level of the franchise tag last year. I remember last year somebody said, oh, they're not going to tag him next year. It's like, why would you say that? They used the highest possible level of the tag this year. They want this guy, but they don't want to pay him. See, what's the old saying? You got to have your cake and eat it too. They want to have their cake. They want to eat it. They want to re-eat it again. They want to keep their cake. They want everything. They want everything, and they refuse to acknowledge the leverage that has been created by their failure to pay the yeah. guy fairly when the window opened to do so. Yes, I, 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 you're right. I can't argue any of that. I mean, there's no doubt. They were stupid to the fact that they could have got out in front of this and certainly got them for the low or lower than what they're having to deal with right now. And they're stuck. They are. But, uh, you know, again, I just it, it's risky. All I'm saying is it's risky for Dak Prescott, too. And also to think like, not I, not as risky. He's got he made thirty one million last year. He's going to make thirty seven million this year. He makes all that okay. money off the field. He's he's set. He's got his generation. Okay. Wealth. Then he's why does he need the million. big money? Then just move on. You're telling him to just sign for thirty. Oh oh hey Chris. So Chris, wait, but Mike, God. you can't say you're Chris, set. You you're not set with one year. You're brainwashed. I'm not brainwashed. How, but he's not. You know set. how much money is enough. You know how much money is enough? Yeah. All of it. No. That's how much is I enough. I know. That's how Jerry Jones has lived his life. Okay. So it's okay for Jerry Jones but Mike, to be an oligarch. But he American, has let enough, me, let me say and now something. you're saying no. he doesn't have enough. No. I don't know what you're I'm arguing. Saying he's got, I'm saying he's got enough that he doesn't have to worry about the risk. He's protected. Okay. He's got his safety net. This isn't, this isn't his life is riding on whether or not he takes this deal. My point is, when you have an American oligarch in the form of Jerry Jones, who has consumed every dollar he can, and, and I've got no problem with it. I'm a capitalist. But don't tell Dak Prescott not to be a capitalist either. That's the problem I have with it. And that's kind of what you said. How much is enough? All of it. That's what's enough. Well, I, All of it. Well, okay. I, I mean, if you're talking about like $91 million guaranteed and that. Everything you can get. Okay. Everything you can squeeze well, out of that Well, we don't know what that is. is that's enough. fine. That's fine. That's but there is a squeezing. point where it becomes like, wait, that's not realistic. That's not going to work. So, yeah, I understand Dallas has messed this up as well. We don't know what Dak Prescott's asking for, all I'm saying. And you're right. He has the franchise tag. Okay, fine. All of it. Great. All of it. And then, you know, yeah, he can have all of it, but he also might be stuck with all of that crappy defense he had last year, too, to where, you know, him scoring 30-something points a game might not matter. And that's not going to be all that great either. I know he has 37.5 there. He's still taking tremendous risk by just doing that. He is. We saw this year. Falls on his shoulder the wrong way. Bad ankle gets hit in the knee. Now he's got a bad knee and a bad ankle. It's all gone. It's not going to be nearly as – so this is what he has right here then. That's all he's got. If he wants to risk it, that's cool. I got no problem with that, but I'm just trying to say there's a balance and I don't have the answers to what's being offered and not. I don't know. I'm just – I'm saying it's risky. From a guy who took one for the team and I understand it, like what shouldn't all the – I know. I shouldn't have. You're right. I get it. But we just don't know the particulars of this situation, and it's risky. That's all I'm saying. He's giving me the side eye right here about taking a less. If, if, if you'd only known me back in 2005, how much more money you would now have? Because I would have said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take one for the team. Tell John Gruden, cram it. Um, you mentioned the defense. Yeah. And, of course, that's a big part of the, the equation in Dallas. Is it enough to just bring in Dan Quinn and, and maybe run a defense that's better suited to the personnel? Or, or do they need to find a way to upgrade? Or both. I, I I think it's Dan Quinn's going to help because they definitely have more of a personnel that fits that defense, the Seattle scheme and all that. But I think, like, Mike, you and I watched last year. 
I don't care who you are or what they got or what scheme they were in. Like, their defense was pitiful. And they definitely need some difference makers on the front four. That's the one issue, I, I mean, the one area I look at. Demarcus Lawrence is kind of underperformed. Yeah, you had the surprise, Randy Gregory and Alden Smith. They were, hey, great. It was a good stories. But there's still nobody dominant. You know, they had guys like Tyrone Crawford, who's been there for a long time and done some good things and had to deal with, you know, some injuries. But there's nobody there, Mike, that's, you know, you really look at other than Demarcus Lawrence to where you go even has the potential to be a game wrecker. So to me, that's where it's got to start for the Dallas Cowboys more than anything is that defensive line and getting some players there. Yeah, you know, Lawrence has been a disappointment since he got his big contract right. while subject to the franchise tag a few years back. They, they, they're hoping that Randy Gregory can continue to develop. Alden Smith, due to become a free agent, no indication that he's going to return. They, they want they want to figure out what's up with Dak before they know yeah, how much I money they have that. left to pay their other guys in a year where the cap is going down. And and of all the teams, that the cap going down has got to affect in a negative way. Oh, it definitely. Jerry Jones, because he said time and again, you would be surprised by the size of the check that I would write to guarantee that I would win another Super Bowl. He'd pay a lot for that. He'd probably pay yacht money for that Super Bowl trophy, that $250 million on that opulent yacht uh that uh, uh may need a new anchor we may have to sell the anchor to pay Dak Prescott <laughs> all right yeah, yeah. no no Safety. bake sales will be needed no no bake sales will be needed to help Jerry Jones finance the Dak Prescott contract no no and, and well, nor should it I get that but you know yeah the front four you know their safeties are still an issue right I mean we we heard that last year that 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 has to be changed it has to be changed even more now when the Seattle defense safety it's a zone defense you need special type of players back there. You know, cornerback, they, they still got some some players there to where you go, okay, they, they can make things work. You know, they got to resign a Chidobie Wuze. Do they want to do that? But they did draft the Trevon Diggs last year. I mean, Dallas has some work cut out in front of them, definitely. I don't think it's a huge overhaul, though, to where as bad as it looked last year, I do think it's like, hey, they could get back in the mix of things here real quick. You get a you know, few little changes in the secondary, some defensive line. The offense is still in a spot if the Dak Prescott's there, a quarterback, to where you go, they'll be able to move the ball on just about anybody. There are three other teams in the NFC East, and all three of them would probably love to have the Dak Prescott conundrum because that would mean they have Dak Prescott. We'll talk about what the Giants, Eagles, and Washington need to be doing this offseason when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Fun and spirited show so far today. I don't know how much fun it is to talk about the other quarterbacks in the NFC East. Yeah. Washington, we don't know who they're going to be, who they're going to have, who it's going to be, officially releasing Alex Smith. Who do you think their starter is going to be next year, Chris? I, I mean, I got no feel for where this goes right now. I, I really don't. Now, you know, again, I think we, we need some some chairs to be filled here. You know, I don't know. Does Carolina get into the Deshaun Watson thing? Could Teddy Bridgewater be a you know possibility? Of course, Cam Newton, you know, and that possibility. I, I still sit out there and think about that. You know, where they're drafting in the draft, 
No, but what are the 20 there? Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to get a quarterback they can depend on this year right there, to, right off the bat. You know, I, I don't know. Is a Justin Fields there? I have a hard time thinking they're going to take a, a quarterback from Ohio State just after what happened with Dwayne Haskins. So I don't think that's going to happen. That, to me, is the big question, is what they do at quarterback. And they're in a little bit of a tough spot as you sit here and look at it right now. And will the owners stay out of it? Will Daniel Snyder let the new football structure handle it, or will he put his thumb on the scale at some point and make it known what he wants to do? Somebody asked the question last week on PFTPM, would Washington get into the Sean Watson sweepstakes, or even Russell Wilson for that matter, could they do it? It's like, well, if you, if you offer Chase Young and Terry McLaurin, you probably, could, you probably could get to the table if you wanted to do it. But we've heard nothing to suggest that that's what Washington is plotting, that kind of a big move to go get one of the big two veteran quarterbacks who are on the move this year, potentially. Yeah, no, and, and you know, it, it's crazy because you look at Washington, and as we saw, it, it, they're not far off. I mean, the defense, of course, the front is special. I mean, it's it can win games by itself. Secondary in a pretty good spot, right? There's some pretty good players there that I look at. I think Ronald Darby's a free agent, so they might have to work on that. Offense, offensively, I mean, I just look at two things. Yeah, they could probably maybe get another running back to add to the mix. Brandon Scherf is a free agent. What are they going to do with him? Will he get franchised again? I could see that being a possibility. I mean, but overall, their offensive line, it, it's, it's a solid group. Yeah, they can improve here and there. And then the other thing I just look at is just going to another wide receiver. If they can get somebody opposite of Terry McLaurin, a legit, you know, I don't know, Juju Smith-Schuster for the right price. He'd be the right guy I'd want off of Terry Mc, off of uh, Terry McLaurin. Now you got a guy that can fly and do all those things. Juju can do all the middle of the field, mid, you know, mid-range type of stuff. But they're not far off, and we've seen they got some special elite parts of their football team that can dominate football games. And man, it'd be one of those places where I'd go, I'd go play quarterback there. I like the looks of things. Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz out, Doug Peterson out, Jalen Hurts in, at least for now, as the quarterback. Multiple teams have interest in Zach Ertz. Also reports that they're considering trading Brandon Brooks, who missed all of last year with a torn Achilles, I believe it was. It was suffered before training camp. Uh, is any team going to have a different set of offensive weapons, a more different set of offensive weapons in the Eagles this year? I mean, it's just a matter of time before Alshon Jeffrey's gone, Deshaun Jackson's gone, Zach Ertz is going to be gone. We're not going to recognize this Eagles team. No, they need it. It needs to be blown up. I mean, th th there's no doubt. There's nothing There's nothing to hang on to anymore. They totally need to rebuild, restructure, do it all. I'm not surprised to hear about Zach Ertz at all. You know, he doesn't block all that well. There's not a lot of yards after catch. He's one of those things. He's going to want a new contract, it seems like, here, right? He's got, what, what was it, one more year left on his deal, I thought. Maybe I'm I'm wrong there. Um, but but they got a Dallas Goddard who, when healthy, is the best tight end on their football team. So I'm not shocked to hear Zach Ertz, you know, being, being put out there on the trade market, definitely. But they need everything, you know. Yeah, they need updates to the receiver, We'll see how the first rounder did. You know, Jalen Rieger, can he improve? It wasn't all that impressive in year one. And then the quarterback situation, of course, is huge. I mean, yeah, we know we got the defensive issues, and there's going to be some stuff there. They could use another pass rusher for sure. Their middle linebacker play, their linebackers, it's not special at all there. Uh, but, but the quarterback's really the thing you look at. And what do they do just sitting there at number six? Are they going to ride with Jalen Hurts? Or are they going to try to make a move, get a quarterback at number six, and try to build something with Nick Sirianni and that type of offense? Jalen Hurts definitely doesn't fit what Nick Sirianni wants to do. That's the big thing. So I don't know where this goes, Mike. And I don't know if I what, – what's your gut tell you? Do you think they're going to be in the market for a quarterback at number six this year? Or are they going to try to kind yes. of like wait a year? You think they are? Yeah. I think uh, they're going to have a second guy yeah. who is going to compete with Jalen Hurts and potentially could start in place of Jalen Hurts. And I don't know what they're in the midst of. I don't know what to call this that the Eagles are doing. I can't think of a team that has disintegrated its roster and coaching staff faster yeah. after winning a Super Bowl than the Eagles. It's amazing to see what's happened. And uh, uh, it feels like it's got a bottom out before it, it starts to go in the other direction, and I don't think they've hit bottom yet. The Giants have been at bottom in recent years. They made things interesting last year. Are they a few players away from 10-6 and six or just a few plays from being 4-12? and 12? Uh, I, I would want to I, I argue 
the opposite. You know that they're 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 closer to ten and six, I think, than the four and twelve. You know, the, the offensive lines in the in a good, pretty good spot. Saquon's going to be back, right? You know, got a decent tight end at Evan Ingram. Not a, more than a decent. He's got a phenomenal talent. He just got to learn to catch the ball and be a little more consistent there. They got Darius Slayton at wide receiver who has some game-breaking ability. I think they're another team you look at a little bit like Washington. They got to get another guy at receiver that scares people a little bit to help Daniel Jones and let that continue to flourish. The defensive side of the ball is where you go, hey, they got to it can't be all Patrick Graham great defensive game plans trying to make it work. The secondary is as average as dishwater. Other than Bradbury at corner, they got nothing else. So they got issues in the secondary. You know, hey, Blake Martinez, great at linebacker. A lot of size on that D-line, no pass rusher, right? That's the other thing I look at. But I don't think the Giants are far off. I kind of look at them as another team to where I just go, I wouldn't be shocked if they were still very relevant. You know, even if the NFC East is in a better spot next year, I think there's a lot of core principles to like about their football team. They are a team where you go down the field against whoever it is, you're not going to be bigger and more physical than the Giants. They're, they're almost back into that type of conversation, but they need some difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. That's the big thing that pops to me. You, you use that phrase from time to time, averages dishwater. I don't know I, where I got it. I, I think the bar, I don't know, dishwater average? Eesh. Yeah. Depends right. on the quality of the dishwater and how many – dishes have been washed in the dishwater uh those are things that we'll try to figure out during the break when we return today's draft teams of which we'd like to be the general manager for the next two weeks as the new league year arrives we'll do that next here on pft live all right this is Bryson DeChambeau. Watch this drive, Chris. You could probably hit it this far. No. 377 yards over the water and onto the green. That My is goodness. insane. That is gutsy. Now, there was a fairway, I assume, that he could have laid up to for a par four, yes. which is what a normal, rational person would do, but he didn't do it. He went for the green. He carried the water. Didn't hit. He still got. He landed on the beach. He missed the water and landed on the beach. But still, what a shot uh, from Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, Chris, gutsiest thing you've ever seen someone try on a football field? Oh, gutsiest thing. I don't know. Let me try to think about that there for a second. I mean, oof. You, we I, talked about it. We knew this was coming. This isn't being dropped on you without. When did we talk? I, I got stuff I'm doing here. You guys are having conversations and down memory lane. I don't have a gutsiest thing I've seen on a football field was uh, me playing while I was dying. Okay. That's right. That's the gutsiest. <laughs> winner. All right. Winner. All right. That's it. That's the gutsiest thing I've seen. <laughs> my, mine, mine was some big lummox getting in the way of an official as he was trying to run down the sideline. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bring that so up it's the same guy. <laughs> same guy. Damn, I'm gutsy. You, you, Woo. Maybe if, maybe if you had the extra weight that comes from a spleen, he wouldn't have been able to throw you 10 feet like he did when you got in his way. Oh, um, gosh. Please don't make me relive that. But I'm no, honestly, I'm trying to think. I mean, first off, I was always amazed by any running backs that ran through. I'm just trying to think if there was any bad injuries of players that I played with where they gutted through it just, you know, off the top of my head. And I can't think of that right now. So sorry. All right. uh, Let's get into the draft then. General managers that you would like to be over the course of the next two weeks, specifically nine days from now when the new league year begins. Trivia question for you, Christopher. Which West Virginia alumnus has the most quarterback wins as a starter in the National Football League? Man, this is a good one here. Because um, I, 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 I honestly, I want to just, I can't think of anybody else who really had like winning game. I'm going to go with Jeff Hosteller. I'm going to say that. Gotta be. It is that, right? Also, once had shaving cream in his shoes. Also yes. had that. Yeah, I, yes. I just that 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 I I just it's not a storied, you know, college as far as quarterbacks in the NFL. I couldn't think of anybody else that really had that type of uh Mark career. Bulger, Mark, Mark Bulger, Bulger would have been close, right? Gotten some yes. Yeah. I would yeah. think he was probably a year or two away. Um all right. Well, uh, listen, I I'm going to take like low-hanging fruit to start here. I mean, one, I'm going with Jacksonville just off the bat right here. Why? I mean, GMs, we'd like to be 
oh, wait, I get my pick of whoever I want as the number one quarterback in the draft coming up, and I have, wait, oh, let me check, $85 million of cap Next space? two weeks. Next two weeks, so the draft thing. That, although you, you still know you've got the exactly. top pick in the draft. Exactly, that's what I mean. So it. now you don't have yeah. to worry about that. You can just be, you could sell, hey, you know, we got this special quarterback we love, and he's coming to town and all that, and we can pay you a little bit more money than everybody else on the market. You know, because we have more, so there's something to be excited about that you could sell the players, and of course you could add a little icing on the cake too because you got so much money. I mean, to me, that's that's I'm really intrigued to see how Jacksonville plays this free agency, how Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer kind of want to uh, spread the wealth of their football team and what they want to do within that vision of Urban Meyer too. Jaguars have been around for 26 years. They've never had the number one overall pick in the draft and $84 million in cap space. That was my first pick as well. Next pick, team with $77 million in projected cap space and the number two overall pick in the draft. And, you know, some assets like a Sam Darnold yeah. who could be traded to another team to enhance your standing in the draft. And, oh, they're already holding the knowledge, even though we're just talking about the next two weeks, that they've got – a second first-round pick from Jamal Adams, so they can really go out and do some shopping. They can do some things to reshape the team, continue to build from the inside out, not the outside in. Not Don't don't go sign a Le'Veon Bell type of a guy this year. Get linemen, offensive and defensive linemen. And also, also, since it's a two-week window, I would resist the urge as long as possible to go out and spend big money for the sake of spending big money because someone always does that, and they end up regretting it, and the bargains come after you get through the first few days of free agency. It's just hard to get teams. Every year, there's always going to be a handful of teams that say, the hell with that, we're going to go spend. I, I would resist being one of those teams if I was the Jets. Well, well, why? What, what do you, what do you want to, why do you want to resist it? What's, what's the you, big... Because you overspend. You overpay. If you go out first day of free agency and buy up some player like Chris Godwin, you're going to pay him too much. That's how you get the deal done on the first day. You get a better value if you wait several days for the market to cool down because I think this year there's going to be more guys available than ever before once the market cools off. Yeah, I hear you. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you might have that one or two guys that you look at and you go, okay, we're willing to pay for, for more for them, but we're going to sit back in the but weeds. But those guys never work out. When do those guys ever work out? They just did that with Tremaine Johnson a few years ago, and it didn't work out. How many of those guys actually work out? Those guys who hold up the jersey the first day of free agency, how many of those guys become integral parts of a team? Day one of free agency, multi-year deal, record setting for his position, how many of those guys become key parts of a championship contender? Not many. Yeah, I know. You're right. Probably not. I got, I'd have to think about it a little off the top of my head. I was going to say DeForest Buckner last year, but he ended up getting traded. That wasn't a free agent yeah. or anything like that. So I, I hear you. That I mean, it's, it's a solid point. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think the next one I'm going to look at, there's so many good ones to pick here. I mean, there really is. There's some interesting ones. I'm going to go. I'll go just the Miami Dolphins. I'll look at them to where they just got a lot to play with here. Now, they're not like, yeah, a ton of money like the Patriots and some of the other teams, but they're still sitting in a really good position with $36 million left in the salary cap. And with all the draft picks they have too, hey, they, they, they can look at their football team look at their roster and go, hey, we're in a pretty good spot. We don't have like anything that's just an absolute desperate need. So they're going to be able to be picky and choosy within free agency. And if there's a player out there that they is, because like you said, teams are going to be looking to trim the fat and do those things. They got the assets and the draft picks with what, two first, two seconds, right? To play with and figure out uh, if they want to get rid of one of those to make a play or do that. So it'd be fun to be a GM for the Miami Dolphins right now, especially. And, of course, you're in the Deshaun Watson conversation as soon as Houston starts to answer a call there. $23 million in projected cap space, which which is it's better than the alternative, but it's not some of the big numbers that we've seen. And that's why I'd go New England Patriots, which I guess makes me Bill Belichick since he's really the guy with the juice there. So I would have eight Super Bowl rings, so I would like to have those for a couple of weeks so I could put them on and flash them like he did before Super Bowl 54. But $66 million in cap space, blank slate at quarterback, a lot of holes to fill. I mean, the challenge is there, but you have the opportunity to do it. And they planned yeah. for this. They, I would say that they're one of the teams that lobbied very aggressively against bumping the salary cap up to help the teams that didn't plan because they planned. They knew which way the ball was moving as a result of the pandemic, and they stockpiled cap space. And, you know, the argument can be made that they 
they deliberately, I wouldn't say threw in the towel last year, but they knew that last year was going to be tough to compete. So they opted to carry cap space into this year and and have the advantage that comes from being a great organization with a great coaching staff that can go out and buy up a bunch of cheaper players going into 2021, and uh, that's what they have the opportunity to do with $66 million in cap space. I know. I'm, I'm interested to see how they attack this. Obviously, we know they got holes they need to fill. They got some guys coming back from you know the COVID-19 list and all that. That's great. But the team needs to be improved. And where I look at it with New England, where I'm always interested is, you know, it's always about value with them, whether it's the draft or free agency. I mean, typically Belichick seems to be a guy that trades down on the draft because, oh, players we have doesn't mix the value or whatever. So we're going to trade down and get a bargain somewhere else. Free agency, they've been the same way. You know, that it's rare that they make a first week splash. You know, they're kind of one of those teams that you kind of talk about, Mike, where they kind of let all the big guys go, and then they try to find, ooh, now let me look at the second cut of free agency, and I think there's some guys in here that should have been maybe on the first cut, but they they are going to get paid like the second cut, and they get those type of values. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to be interested to see how they attack that. While thinking about the next two weeks, we've lost track of the next five minutes. Holy We're almost crap. out of time. Let's take a break. We'll yeah. do round three when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, tight on time. We got two rounds down, one to go. Chris, who's your third round pick for the GM you want to be for the next two weeks? Hey, I look at Washington football team, and I like that, but they got to fix the quarterback situation. So I, I don't know if that's the GM I want to be. The one that really jumps out to me, the Colts. All right, with they got their quarterback. They got a team that's in the Super Bowl window. And now Chris Ballard, who I look at as one of the best GMs in football, you know, $41 million in cap space. You know, projected closer to $50 million when you take the top 51 on the roster there. And I know we don't know the exact number, but I just look at that as going, wow, they, got, they don't need a lot. They got depth. They got everything you need on that football team. Now it's just about maybe getting a star or two that are difference makers. And look, I also would like to have a relaxing couple of weeks if possible. If I'm Bucks GM Jason Light, I'm just trying to keep my guys. I'm not going out shopping. Oh, and I have a Lombardi trophy. Oh, that was okay. tossed from one boat to another that I can just sit Pina and look Colada at and times, say, huh? It's Pina Colada time, Lazy baby. Way out. Let the you rest, want that job. Let the rest okay. of you suckers <laughs> work for the next two weeks. I'm going to sit here and enjoy my new trophy and uh and also get ready for my super bowl ring that's coming at some point that's it for today everybody enjoy your monday we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning see ya the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.